the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Throughout my life, there have been many people who have had an influence on me, whether it be in growing up, in my studies, or at different points in my spiritual life. But when I look back, and, and I think about all of those people, I guess, besides my parents, the person who probably had the most impact on me was my grandmother. And when I think about the influence that she had on me, it kind of falls into three different categories. God, gratitude, and generosity. God was first and foremost in her life. She was a lady who had little education, she was a very simple person, but her whole focus was always on the Lord. And it was clear whenever you were over at her house, because you could see the icons, you see the candeli burning, you would sit down with her and she would read the Gospels to you, she would say prayers with you, and on Sundays there was always the time where you needed to get up very, very early because you needed to get to your Sunday best clothes and you weren't going to be late to church. You were going to be there early because this was the Lord's Day. And throughout the year she kept the fast, she went to the services, she celebrated Pascha with the greatest of joy. Even when those times when she was homebound, she would open up her front door at midnight on Pascha, tried to hear the bells of the church as they would ring. And I realized that that had an incredible impact on me because it wasn't what she said, it was what she did. That God was always the primary focus in her life. The second issue was gratitude. I never saw my grandma be upset. She was always thankful from the moment that she got up to the time that she went to bed. She would get up and if the sun was shining, she praised the Lord that the sun was shining. If it was raining, she praised the Lord that it was raining so that all of the vegetation and the animals would have water. If it was snowing, she saw that as a blessing too and commented on how beautiful it looked. She would get up and she would thank God that she would have another day. And throughout her day she was continually praising and thanking God, irregardless of what came into her life. She just thanked Him for the love of her family, for those around her. She thanked Him for the opportunities that she had to witness for Him and to serve Him. And I remember going into her hospital room before she was diagnosed, well she was diagnosed at the time, and I had to give her the news that she was dying from a brain tumor. My parents thought that as a medical student I was better qualified to do that than my parents were. And I went into the room and I looked at her and she said, I know it's not good news, but that's okay because I'm ready, and if God wants me, I'm ready to go. She knew then that her life was coming to an end, but she had lived with such joy and such happiness 
And the light had shone amongst her during that whole time. Despite everything, with the depression, with the wars, everything that she dealt with, she was always praising and thanking God. The last thing is generosity. They had no money. They got through the depression only because the grocery store attendant basically said, we'll give you an IOU and if you ever have the time and the money to pay it back, you can pay it back. It was only because of him that they had food. They had very little savings. My grandfather worked for the railroad. My grandma had a kind of a, I don't know, a factory job. And they were able to pay the bills. They were able to provide for the family. But every time that there was something that came requesting money for the church, they put in what they could, they wrote a check. Didn't matter if it came in the mail, I remember towards the end, IOCC would keep sending form after form, and she'd fill it up and send it in. As many forms as they sent, she sent in a check. Same thing with the church. Whenever the church had a need for money, she was one of the first ones who was there. On Sunday mornings, when you would go to church with her, on top of the counter was her envelope that already had a check in it that she had made out the night before. All of these things, to me, were a witness. A witness to the faith, a witness to her life, a witness to what was important. And it wasn't just spoken words, it wasn't just that I'm an Orthodox Christian, but she was living this life. She was walking with Christ. It was an experience that she was having. We've had a lot of different talks about stewardship. And we've had a lot of wonderful people share their experiences. We had a wonderful plenty last night where we thank all of you for helping us with this community. And there's a lot of definitions about stewardship that people talk about stewardship and it always seems to come down to talking about money and when people run. But quite honestly, the gospel that I just read, the familiar one about the Good Samaritan, teaches us really what stewardship is. It's a way of life. And that's what my grandma exemplified. When you look at the Good Samaritan, what did he do? He looked at his time. How do we spend our time? The priest was busy. He had to move on. The Levite was busy. He had to move on. The Good Samaritan didn't. He was using his time, and he saw the scene, and then he decided that he must do something. So how do we use our time? Where do we spend our time? Is it spending time with the Lord? Is it spending time on watching TV? Is it spending time loving our family? Which, during these COVID times, has been more special than ever. So the first thing is, how do we spend our time? Where do we utilize our time? The second thing is our talents. We all have some sort of ability to do something, whether it's what we do for a living, 
whether it's hobbies, whether it's just things that we like to dabble in. But we all have the ability to do something. What do we use that for? Do we use it for our own well-being? Or do we use it for others? Do we use it for the church? Do we sit back waiting for people to invite us? Or do we come forward? The Good Samaritan came forward. He saw someone in need. I have no idea if he had any medical training, but he bound the wounds, put oil and wine, and he helped him. The third thing is treasure. Money. What did the Good Samaritan do? He gave two denarii, he had him in the inn, and he said he would come back and pay for whatever. What do we do with our treasures? Do we keep them in the bank? Do we like to watch the stocks rise? Feel how wealthy we are? Or do we give it elsewhere? Do we look at serving others rather than serving ourselves? I say all of this to you also knowing that I serve in a very blessed community. Because as my wife said yesterday, we have been on the Metropolis of Chicago Stewardship Committee. We've interacted with other parishes. This is a very rich, a very blessed, very giving parish. In a way, it's a model to the rest of the Metropolis. But we also can do more. We can't just rest on our laurels, as the saying goes. We need to look at the needs of our community, not only internally, but externally. And what can we do? How can we help? How can we serve? We need to look at the needs of our young people. How can we exemplify what my grandmother did so that when they are older, they will have that same love of the faith? And we need to give our resources. This place can't function without money, unfortunately. And unless we do that, we can't do the ministries that we need to. We can't beautify the structure like we're doing now. This is a wonderful community. I've been so blessed to have served here for so long. And know that the rest of the metropolis sees that as well. Let's continue to strive forward. Let's continue to use our resources, our time, our talents, our treasures for the glory of God. May He open our eyes to see where those needs are. May He open our ears so that we can hear the cries of those who are suffering, those who need our prayers, our compassion. And may He, most importantly, Give us the strength and the courage to act, not just talk about it. Amen. Amen. Again, we bow before you and we pray to you, O oh good and loving God, hear our supplication, cleanse our souls and bodies from our defilement of flesh and spirit 
and grant that we may stand before your holy altar without blame or condemnation. Grant also, O God, progress in life, faith, and spiritual discernment to the faithful who pray with us, so that they may always worship you with reverence and love, partake of your holy mysteries without blame or condemnation,